Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Strip by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. I am your host, Steph Sia. I'm the host of the show. I bring you new episodes every single Sunday about the sex industry, people who are involved in it, people who work in it, clients who buy it, everything that you can think of in terms of like how it contributes to our industry and ways that we can destigmatize our industry because as you know there's a lot of stigma, a lot of negativity and stereotypes that come around with it because sex sells. So <laughs> that's just a little bit about me. I am also a stripper, a former sugar baby as well as an online content creator. And if you are an online content creator, you may want to listen to this episode because this episode is all about sexting. And I like for me personally, sexting is a huge part of some of the online work that I do. It's really, really important that we can communicate that effectively, being successful in that, having good wins, all of that. We are going to be bringing on this week's guest, Elizabeth Dell, who is the founder of Amorous, the app, which is a, a digital online intimacy app, which we will get into detail later on. But Elizabeth, are you there? <laughs> I am here. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to have you. I'm super excited. I know we connected on Twitter um, not too, too long ago, and you were up to some really, really cool things in terms of sex tech and like sexual technology. So I'm really excited to chat about that later on in the episode, but I'm really, really glad that we were able to connect and finally we're able yeah. to get you onto the show. I love it. I'm really happy to be here and I'm really excited to talk about sexting, talk about communication and sexy talk and everything in between. Awesome. And like, I think because we were trying to schedule things out and I know you just came back from uh, a sex conference. I think I did. Sex Down I was South. At sex Down South in Atlanta, which was yeah. a really fun time. It was also like my first time Ooh. out in the world post COVID. So wow. it, was, it was fun to do that with a whole bunch of sex educators. <laughs> that is so cool. What was that? What was that conference about? Like sexual education, different kind of like education yeah so sex down south is uh it's kind of a hybrid conference which i really adore uh in that it is sort of for sex educators but also just for individuals and so a lot of the a lot of the content is oriented around content that is useful kind of for both parties. So it's okay. not like just counselors or therapists mm. talking to other therapists. Right. Instead, it's a lot of people who work with the general public or work with couples or work with single people or work with, you know, work in kink mm-hmm. talking about what they do and how they do it and a lot of times you know the audience would be people who were just personally really interested or mm-hmm. they might be people who were like oh i teach these kinds of classes or i do this kind of coaching around sexuality but this is something that maybe i could add into my repertoire and let me learn what other people are teaching cool. and a lot of a lot of very like very kink friendly very progressive really um really bipoc oriented so really oriented awesome. around underrepresented voices and sexuality and uh, and kink and alternative sexuality. So it was a really great time. That's really awesome. Yeah, you mentioned that to me. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And of course, I'm just hearing about it now. But like, what if you want to share, like, what were your main takeaways from the conference for you personally? For me personally, it was just 
so great to connect directly with people. I think Mm -hmm. getting, you know, this was my first time kind of taking Amorous on the road. And it was really great to talk to other counselors, to talk to educators, to talk to instructors, to see the world be honestly really be excited about what I was building which is nice because you know when you're building in the COVID you're kind of in a vacuum I mean I think that's (laughs) something that all sort of online creators deal with is that you're kind of putting things out in the world and you believe that people will respond yeah um, but you don't get a lot of actual interaction so Mm -hmm. it was really powerful to talk to real humans and connect with real humans yeah, that's awesome. And I guess, obviously, you were there to represent Amorous, your app? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to represent yeah. Amorous, but also to learn. I mean, there were mm-hmm. wonderful there were wonderful people, like, in presentations that I was like, oh, that's really interesting, you know, about sort of, like, what's your uh, sexuality type? And I was like, could we gamify that? Could we turn that into a game that could go on the app? Cool. Or there was another uh, talk that I listened to that was all about how do we manage rejection and especially how do we manage rejection in our primary relationships and how do people handle it what does it do to our bodies what are ways that we can process it what are best tools and tricks Mm -hmm. and again Amherst is all about intimacy and interaction Mm -hmm. and rejection and handling when things don't go well is a big part of that. So so that felt really powerful and I was taking a bunch of notes and I was like, okay, how can I incorporate some of the best practices I'm learning here into the app? How can I give that as advice or how can I make a game Mm -hmm. around two people telling each other no, but make that feel more comfortable? Um, You know, I remember from before the COVID, live uh, live alternative sort of sexuality and sort of swing and poly events, mm-hmm. you know, we would often do these rejection exercises at the top oh. of the event. Everyone would go around and it would be an exercise that you have to ask someone for something and they have to tell you no. Oh, They have cool. to, you know, you say, can I have a hug? And they say, no, I'm not going to give you a hug. Mm-hmm. And... And then you usually say, thank you for taking care of yourself. Um, And it's this exercise at the top of the event to kind of remind everybody that rejection, that no, that boundaries are a really important aspect of sexuality. Absolutely. And so integrating that into the app is something I'm thinking about. Really great thought-provoking stuff. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like you're super jazzed about this. So that's really, really cool. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll have to keep, um, and also listeners too, keep in keep in mind for next year, I guess, if um, Sex Down South returns. So hopefully we mm-hmm. can check that out next year. But yeah. <laughs> a little bit of side tangent there, but I just wanted to check in. But what about you yourself? Like if you want to tell the audience or if you want to describe to the audience who you are and what it is that you do in a nutshell or a long nutshell, up to you, <laughs> in a bowl of peanut butter, sure. whatever you want to do, yeah. um, feel free to go ahead. Sure. So I am the founder of Amorous, and Amorous is an app for intimacy between partners. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what does that mean? It's basically a sexting app, but it's kind of sexting in the best way possible. So sexting, which I think I adore sexting. It was one Mm -hmm. of the things that helped me get through the pandemic. But even, even in the pandemic, and even as someone who I'll be honest, I have spent five years practicing my sexting. I think I'm actually pretty ninja at it. Uh, (laughs) But I 
was, you know, once we were sheltered in, like, what we, everyone was quarantined in their homes at the beginning of the pandemic last year, I wasn't with my partner, and I really mm-hmm. needed intimacy and pleasure, and I needed to access my sexuality. Yes. And I wasn't maybe bringing the best self to the table. Like, it was an apocalypse. It was really hard to be creative and to come up with a new idea and a new role play. And and I just got really frustrated. I was like, why is this so hard? And then I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll just go looking for tools that'll help me. This is sex. I'm sure there's a million things out there that will help make this better. And I went looking. And I was really disappointed. Um, there, mm-hmm. I mean, there was definitely a lot of things. There's amazing content if you're a single person and you're sort of absorbing content. Mm-hmm. But there was very little designed to help two people interact with each other better. And most of what I found was kind of really simple, rather cheesy, truth or dare in an app. Oh, or I see, yeah. it was, you know, it was kind of sleazy. Or it was like, here are sexting lines. You you know, here's a list of 150 lines that you can sexy chat to your boo. Oh, my gosh. Like, none, <laughs> none of this is exactly what I'm looking for. Like, I'm, no. I'm, I just want you to help make me better at this. Yeah. And, um, and that was very frustrating. And then a light bulb went off. And I was like, wait, maybe other people have this same issue. Yeah. Maybe I should help make sexting better. So that's, that's what I decided to do. And uh, it took, there was a few months of sort of casting around and I had all these ideas and I was like, am I making a game? Am I making a toy? Am I making, what am I doing? And then I kind of, I figured out that what I want to do is intimacy and is communication. And so at Mm -hmm. its core, what Amorous is, is a messaging app. Right. Because At its core, what two people are doing when they're not in the same room is that they are communicating with each other. And so a messaging app is how we communicate in a digital world. Right. And so it's a messaging app, but it's a messaging app that blends in an activity app um, Mm. in the same way that a calm or a headspace or Mm -hmm. 10% happier is a meditation app that helps me meditate actually do the meditation, but also just helps me be better at meditating because Mm -hmm. it helps me remember to do it. And it helps me think about what kinds of meditation is, is a gratitude, is sleep, is this a, it helps me organize it. It helps, it just helps me incorporate all those best practices. Right. That's what I wanted to do with Amorous. I wanted Amorous to be a place that by sexting here, you can just make it richer and better and more creative and more private and more Mm -hmm. inspired because all those tools are built into the platform and just picking you up and just making the thing that you're doing, which is t- sexy time with your person, mm-hmm. better. Wow. And so it is, a, it is a messaging app that has embedded in it a bunch of different games. Uh, oh, there's cool. three because we're brand new. So the app launched uh, into our beta in May of yes. this year in Congrats. the App Store and on Android. Thank yes. you. And we're just actually starting to uh, bring the public into the app. So we're at our, our first early adopters in, in August and September. And so, yeah, we're we're kind of getting getting the word out, but it has three games in it that help, again, help people come up with new ways to talk to each other, uncover shared fantasies. Mm-hmm. And that's, and now I'm pitching the app. Sorry, I said I would do that. <laughs> but, uh, but, but that, that was my inspiration. Um, wow. Back, 
a little bit of just background on me. Before the pandemic, I'm a film producer. So wow. I have made a bunch of movies, uh, including a movie called Destination Wedding with Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder. Yes. And I, uh, yeah, that's, that's, I made independent feature films prior to the pandemic and then decided to get into sex tech. Wow. What a 180. <laughs> well, I mean, I think of I think of being a producer as being a storyteller and an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, right? You're building totally. companies with every movie and bringing all the pieces together, and then you're also being a storyteller and you're being a communicator. You're trying to understand what motivates people, what motivates their emotions, mm-hmm. and tell a story that'll do that. Right. In this case, now I'm kind of just applying that rather than to push the story out to people, to let people, to help people tell their own stories to each other. There we go. So it is pretty much related then. <laughs> In that right. vein. That's, that's what I say. It's a good <laughs> stretch. That. <laughs> that's really cool. So I mean, I like, I like this. This sounds really interesting and we'll go into the pitching later and we'll go into mm-hmm. all the details of Amorous later because I'm super excited about it. But I know a large chunk of this because it is a messaging app and it is a big communication platform. It's mm-hmm. all about breaking down what communication is. What is sexting, really, right? So, like, yeah. we want to... I know, like, my listeners are really curious about, like, always trying to get better at sexting. And, and that was the problem that you're trying to fix, too, is to how, how to make sexting better. So, mm-hmm. before we go into that, like, why don't we go break down some really key points that you kind of sent me your notes earlier. But key mm-hmm. points in terms of, like, what makes a great communicator because that is sexting at its like core it's communicating with somebody right so why don't we go into that sure well so yeah at its very core sexting is communication about sex it Mm -hmm. is sexual communication and so the best practices for communication and the best practices for sex are the things that are going to make you better at sexting, right? You're just adding them together. So if you're good at each one individually, if you're thinking about each one individually and you're improving that, you'll be better. Mm -hmm. And so what does that mean? For me, I think first about communication, Mm -hmm. right? What, how do we communicate well? How do we, like what makes communication work, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, there's, I think, an emotional component to that. Totally. And there's an action com- component to that. Right. So on the emotional component, it is the things that you know motivate us when we talk to anyone, when we talk to a friend, a neighbor, someone in a store, or when a brand tries to talk to us and we you know, like it or we don't. Mm-hmm. It's about honesty. Right. Does this feel authentic? Do I feel like I'm really hearing a person who's expressing honest emotion to me? Right. It's about vulnerability. Oh, right? yeah. We like to see people share. We like to see people as people. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and strength is, strength is seductive often, but strength, strength doesn't attract in the same way that vulnerability does. Sort of right. sharing something unseen is incredibly seductive. It's incredibly engaging. Because, again, it goes back to that honesty, that authenticity. And then also empathy, or you could call it compassion. Yeah. Like, feeling like you're treating someone else well, Mm -hmm. and then the feeling that someone else from you is getting that, oh, this is someone who is going to treat me well. Absolutely. So if, if both parties can have that honesty, vulnerability, Mm -hmm. and empathy, 
Those three things, I think, are the recipe for great sexting. Totally. I just, I'll say this now, and I'm sure I'll say it again. (laughs) Great sexting doesn't need to be a deep dive into one's emotional truths. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, yes. I don't want to say that, like, when I talk about sort of the emotional truths here, I don't want to say that, like, hey, your sexting can't just be like hot and raunchy and, you know, or giggly or cheeky or <laughs> like, you know, weird and role playing aliens, like all of those things. <laughs> yeah. But if it feels honest at the same time, if you're like, actually, I've never told anyone, but I really do think a tentacle would be cool. Like you're being vulnerable. Like, yeah. You're having a really good time, but you're being vulnerable. Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, presenting that. And then I would say action wise, the three things that good communication has is listening, mm-hmm. acknowledgement, yes. and direct response. So what does mm-hmm. that mean? One Listening, or in sexting terms, sometimes it's reading. Yes. But like listening and reading <laughs> as opposed to waiting, right? Right, like right. What, Big difference. Yeah. This is not a, I have a scripted out, you know, 60 different text messages, and this is the order. And when someone says something to me, I'm just sending them the next thing in line. Mm-hmm. Sexting is all about listening or reading what the other person's saying to you yeah. and if you're like how about we do uh you know uh, pharaoh queen and slave boy and the person comes back and says ah that doesn't feel right to me and you go okay so my pharaoh queen is doing this like yeah that's no. not fun no it's so not. it's about listening and then it's about acknowledgement right mm-hmm. everybody wants to be seen totally so, you say, I don't want to have a slave girl. I don't want to be a slave boy. And then my response is, okay, you don't want to be a slave boy. I acknowledge that. Like, I see that. I understand that. I yeah. maybe even repeat it back to you. That, like, I hear you. I understand what you're saying to me. And then direct response. Like, you don't want to be a slave boy. Uh, how do you feel about being a visiting Roman general? Does that <laughs> sound it. interesting? Right? <laughs> and so you are directly responding to mm-hmm. the change in circumstances to what the person said. So, and these are, I mean, honestly, these are communication skills that work in every level of communication. They work on right. the phone with the insurance agent the same way they work in sexting. Mm-hmm. It's about, you know, honesty, vulnerability, and compassion in how you're approaching the thing that you're doing. And it's about listening, acknowledging, and responding directly in like what you are actually doing. Right. Message to message to message. So yeah, that's, those are are my communication. That's like my big communication tips and tricks. No, they're Um, excellent. They're so, so good. And, And they're so key. And like, sometimes I feel like oftentimes we might lose sight of that whether or not you're in sex work I just feel like sometimes we tend to go on autopilot and we know when you get a new client you try to apply the same rules that from like one client to the next and it doesn't really work that day that way because like every client is going to be different and they're going to have different needs or or different they have different boundaries and stuff too, different fantasies and stuff right so yeah and, and I should say, when I talk about vulnerability, I don't mean having no boundaries. Like, I am mm-hmm. all for having boundaries, and I think in all kinds of conversations, you know, there are things you share and things you don't. Yes. Um, I, you know, vulnerability can just mean sharing, 
hey, that thing that you said to me really turns me on. Yeah. And I'm willing to admit my pleasure. I'm willing to be vulnerable about the pleasure that I'm feeling. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to share every aspect of your life or even, you know, no. all, you know a large chunk of them. No, so. yeah. Like, I think it's like a lot of it is, an, I mean, communication is part of this, but it's really key to building these key relationships because you are building connection with somebody. I mean, at least in, in the sex work aspect, it's really important Absolutely. to to gain that kind of connection and to, to know who your clients are, what they like and dislike. It's not just always about you. And sometimes, like, I see posts <laughs> on Twitter and stuff, and it's all, like, me, 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 and, like, maybe that fits the role that you're playing or whatever type of sex work that is that you do. But at the same time, you're going to get so much more out of it if you – pay attention a little bit to what your client's needs are as well. It's, it's a two way street. So yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think I, exactly. I think that for a really good communication, it has to be a two way street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I love all these points that you've, you've mentioned here, just yeah, being vulnerable, acknowledging and not just like in through one ear and out through the other ear, like intensely listening and really, really, um, honing in on those skills is like absolutely important in in your success um whether or not you're a sex worker or like or if you're just mm-hmm. sexting your partner and whatnot like if you if you want to gain a good response like you'll have to kind of tap into these skills yeah and i think in any of our connections whether those connections are a client relationship or a you know an individual personal relationship people want to be seen yes you know we want to be understood and and then so that acknowledgement that acknowledgement is a way to say i see you i hear the things that you are telling me that you like that you don't like that turn you on that don't turn you on mm-hmm. um and and being acknowledged is just incredibly powerful yeah um, I remember I had someone, this is, I'm going to share it with everyone on this call and maybe someone will run with it. Uh, (laughs) I had someone observe once that they thought there was a missing type of porn in the world okay, and that there should be validation porn, that there Mm. should be porn where the, you know, it's maybe the POV and the whole thing is just about validating the person who can feel like they're in the scene and it's all about, you know you are wonderful and you are so sexy and you are so hot and kind of doing POV porn. That's just Mm -hmm. a, a, an acknowledgement and a, and a sort of, you know, even, even if it's false, even if it's a pre-recorded scene, Mm -hmm. but it's a, it's a way for someone watching it to feel like they're they're being validated. Yeah, totally. That's actually really powerful. That is. I imagine that that would be a really remarkable to watch if you could, you know, get it feeling really like you're, you know, in a POV game or something. Totally. And that was someone pouring all that validation onto you. So, um, that's yeah, really cool. I mean, we all want that. Yeah, absolutely. It's just so, so, so important. Like I'll draw an example from my own life as well. So I do have, I guess I would call him a sugar daddy, <laughs> but now we were just, we were just reduced now to just sexting mainly. Um, and it's all based on like a messaging app. And I've known this person, this client for at least four years now. So I've kind of gotten to know what he likes, what he dislikes. And he's very, very specific about like imagery and visuals so he's all about like Mm. the the white thigh highs and the stiletto 
pump heel and like I have to wear like a schoolgirl outfit and me trying mm-hmm. to emulate that type of role play and that fantasy in there um he's always just so impressed like oh my god you still remember this and mm-hmm. it's those small details that really really can make a big difference and can uh, make or break you having more regular customers and people that were are going to return rather than just like a one-off here and there if you know what i mean yeah absolutely absolutely i mean feeling like you know, this is some of the ways we build loyalty between people. It's mm-hmm. the feeling like there's an investment there, that you're invested in them and they're invested in you. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I know we wanted to talk about, like, the rhythm when it when it comes to, uh-huh. to sexting. Yeah. So let's, why, why don't we go into that, like, in terms of, like, sure. um, introduction, sure. flirting, getting consent, all mm-hmm. that stuff. So I like to think about, this, the, the big idea, I guess this is the other piece, right? Like if sexting is sexual communication, we talked a bunch about communication, mm-hmm. it's also sex. Yes. You know, sexting is sex. And that is one of my, like, if I could have a big banner to hang in, in, in our, one of these days, Amaris's offices, mm-hmm. I would have a banner that says in huge letters, sexting is sex. Yes. And I think that people forget that. Mm-hmm. And the reason I think it's important to remember is that Sex has a lot of rhythms. Yeah, it and does. And so does sexting. <laughs> uh-huh. And the rhythms of one are the rhythms of the other, right? Right. Like, there is a rhythm of flirting. And then flirting sort of moves into maybe seduction. And then there's a there's a there's a process of seeing, you know, of testing the waters, of under you know, getting I mean there's getting consent very much. But mm-hmm. even when once you know once you are in that once you have the consent there's a process there's a narrative structure going back to the filmmaking mm-hmm. you know yeah. sex has a narrative it it starts slow and it builds tension and it ramps up and then it peaks and then it has a a lovely you know beautiful sort of after curve yes. and those and those moments in sexting exist just like they exist in sex. Mm -hmm. There is flirting, there is seduction, there is consent, there's level setting, there's negotiation and that that figuring out of what what do we like, what do we want, what do we want now, what do we Mm -hmm. want today. Going back to the, you know, Pharaoh, Egyptian queen and the (laughs) Roman general, you know, is it Cleopatra? Is it Spartacus? Like what what do we want today? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, you know, the rhythm of building, building the speed, building the energy, building the tension in the sex. And then there's also the aftercare. You know, I think right. um, BDSM is one of the things I adore about uh, BDSM in that culture is the acknowledgement of aftercare. Right. This idea so of understanding that once you peak, you're not just done. Right. And in fact, if you walk away at that point, you will walk away wrong. Like, that isn't the best. What you need to do is come down off that peak together. You need to have a moment. Yes. If that's, you know, kind of walking it home or saying that was really fun or, you know, uh, whatever that is, but that aftercare, that all those pieces are part of it. And I think um, yes. it's really useful. If you're, if you're looking to improve your sexting skill. Thinking about the pace, the, the narrative, you know, mm-hmm. is now the appropriate time to send a full body nude 
or is there a rhythm to this and to start with something a little bit flirtatious and yeah. then something a little bit more something a little more seductive you yeah. know that rhythm that drawing people in that sort of stages and stages of reveals that gives you that really nice beginning middle and end that feels like you've told each other a story yeah a really good story that's so 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 important and i i love how you mentioned like the uh, seduction aspect of it and just like and the timing of it too because like sometimes I feel and we, uh, I'm totally guilty of this too like sending things too fast um, mm-hmm. or just like not getting the rhythm right or for example if I'm busy and I'm sexting with someone and I like run to like do the dishes and I come back and it's just like okay well I'm not like in the mood anymore or your partner or your client is like wondering where you went you know like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm definitely guilty yeah. of that <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And and I don't think that, you know, what I have is a lot of suggestions to offer. I uh-huh. don't have answers. And right. what I mean by that is that I think everybody's rhythms are different. And everybody's rhythms are different even between the same two people. You know, one day the rhythm might be hot and heavy. Yeah. And somebody might be like, hey, I, you know, I just had this huge win in the office and I'm like flushed with adrenaline and I'm already like raring to go and I'm already <laughs> at like 75% and I want to start at 75%. And then yeah. there's another day where someone's like, hey, I actually had a really terrible day at the office or I had a really, you know, something else. Yeah. And I'm feeling in need of some soothing. Yeah. And I want nursing. this to be sexual, but I also need some comforting and I also need, you know, time to ease into it because maybe yeah. I'm at 10% or I'm at negative 15% right. and I need that that sort of settling in and that just the the natural intimacy of I don't you know maybe I don't want to start with like what kind of sex do you want tonight I want to start with <laughs> how are you yeah I want to start with you know let me lend a sympathetic ear to something that you need to tell me um I have sexting partners that I don't know I don't know them personally or I've had them in the past mm-hmm. but I still know about their lives because yeah. Intimacy is sharing, yes. and sometimes you want to share just even the smallest details about a life to sort of feel like you're being matched and to and to totally. find that rhythm. And so I think a big part of the rhythm of sexting and sexuality, the flirting, and the, the beginning part is about matching rhythm. Yeah. Right? It's about, and when I talk about, uh, as I said, about sort of level setting and negotiation, it's about... Okay, what are you in the mood for? What's the rhythm today? Mm-hmm. And how do we find it? And how do we share it? And how do we, ma- you know, match to each other? Oh, are you like asynchronously responding every twenty minutes? Okay, that's right. the rhythm we're in right now. We should both <laughs> go do other things, and we'll just, you know, now is we're not yet ready. But then all of a sudden, there's this pace increase that starts to happen, and yes. people are like messaging back every minute, or you know, the little green dot that says they're online is just <laughs> yes. constantly on, on, and you're like, oh. <laughs> okay, you're here now. We're in this. Okay, let's speed this up. Let's start, you know, moving quicker. Like, woohoo, we're getting into the good stuff, you know. <laughs> Not euphemistically, like, the clothes are coming off. <laughs> let's get into that. <laughs> and, and that's, and part of, you know, part of great sexting is learning to recognize those and to, like, learning in a particular person, in a particular client, yeah. hearing those rhythms and, and learning, and them learning your rhythms and figuring out what are the things that, you know, get you really excited what are totally. and, and 
And those rhythms are pacing. Those rhythms are also just, what are the phrases that, like, you come back to again and again? What is the thing mm-hmm. that the person says? And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's your trigger. You yeah. Like, oh, okay, okay. I'm going to make <laughs> sure, like, you talked about swiveling your hips. And, like, for you, that phrase, swivel your hips, is, like, maybe, like, really exciting to this person. Yeah, So I'm going to come be. back to that phrase again and again because I'm learning that this is the thing that – you know, gets your juices bubbling. Yeah, taking a mental note for sure. That's super, super helpful. I, I think like what, like in terms of when you're first starting out or you're just starting sexed with someone, whether or not they're your client or your uh-huh. partner or who, whomever, I know I hear this a lot too, that the hardest part is just like getting things started. And like, how do you find that rhythm as you've been mentioning? Like, how do you ease into things? Is it going to start off with a hey how are you and how do you transition from a hey how are you or a normal type conversation over to something sexual yeah well what i will this is going to seem almost silly in its simplicity but the biggest piece of advice i can give in every question about sexting Mm -hmm. is just ask um i know you know often and and there's lots of different ways you can ask but I think of things like, can I ask you a more intimate question? Do you mm. want to hear a fantasy of mine? You know, can I tell you about a dream I had? Mm. Uh, that sounds, you know, that sounds kind of flirty. Do you want to tell me more? Mm-hmm. Um, inviting people in, sort of, and, and like that last sentence was sort of acknowledgement mm-hmm. and a question, right? It was, right. that sounds kind of flirty. Do you want to tell me more? It's, you're, you're doing a lot of things in a sentence like that. You are. You are saying that sounds like it's a sexy thing, but you're giving someone an out to be like, oh, no, that wasn't a sexy thing. Yeah. Actually, I wasn't trying to flirt with you. But, and you're, but you're sort of giving them the opportunity to say, yes, I want, I want to hear more. Can, I, can we pursue that? They're, you're giving them an opportunity to give consent. You're giving them an opportunity to say, hmm, this is a thing I want to lean into. And so... I'm a huge believer in questions, in asking mm-hmm. and using questions. Um, That's great. That's and, really good. Yeah, giving people, like, can I ask you a more intimate question? Um, you know, have you done this before? Right. These are all the kinds of good questions, like good ways to introduce a little bit more sexiness. Absolutely. and I, Is that I, an innuendo? Yeah, <laughs> and it could be. <laughs> it very well could be. I mean, I just want to take a minute here to uh, stop and appreciate your language that you use. It's so um, it's so um, inviting, but also um, acknowledging that people have boundaries as well, too. Like, you're not making any assumptions. Like, where did you learn to phrase that in a certain way? Because I think a lot of people might struggle with that, too. Well, I mean, personally, I have uh, a lot. I'm a grand nerd about communication <laughs> and about, you know, people. I I mean, I have always my entire life been fascinated by people. I mean, mm-hmm. I to the point where, 
you know, I'm the friend that people call up and they're like, okay, I have this tricky situation with my husband. I want him to do this. I need to tell him that. Like, what's what's the good way to introduce this to like get me to the outcome I want? And like, how do how or how do I navigate this situation with my boss? Or how do I? Right. You know, I've I've always been that person that can help with that, and it's because I just think I love thinking about people I don't know if it's a firstborn thing that I maybe I was really shy when I was a kid so I just really always wanted to sit in the back and watch how people interacted with each other and observe um but then piled onto that is certainly I I mean I'm a certified sex educator I've done a lot of classes and sexuality and education around that and um and also just been really fascinated with sexuality for most of my life and so participated in tantra classes and taken courses on this and that and you know gone to this event at uh at a dungeon or this event yeah. and so I've had an opportunity to just hear a lot of incredibly smart educators mm-hmm. talk about sexuality and kind of say oh I like what you just did there and yeah you know, and so so that's a lot of what I'm incorporating in. And also, I just love sexting. So I've just practiced a whole lot of times. And then yeah. you're like, oh, I like what we did there. That turned out to be a really great night. How did that happen? Um, <laughs> oh, that sort of died on the vine. What went wrong there? And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm the kind of person who likes to sort of not necessarily debrief if the partner is just a one-time kind of in conversation, but mm-hmm. I'll do like a little after action report for myself. I'll be like, oh, so that <laughs> failed. And what happened? Like, what went wrong there? That was not the sexy night that I wanted. And, um, oh, okay. So like that person's pace was off or like I right. showed up, you know, a bit tipsy on my phone at the end of the night and I was raring to go. The person I found was not the person, like they were not in that place. And yeah. notice. We need to find, you need to find a way to match. Totally. Um, so, yeah. But wow. I, uh, and, and I also just want everybody to have a really good time. And yeah. so um, important. I'm all for like, how do we, how do you find great ways in? Um, yeah. Absolutely. And like so many things that you said there too. practice makes perfect as like cliche as it sounds. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not sexting every day or you're not, if you sex like once a year or something, um, and that's okay too. Um, like you might be a little bit more rusty and like it, it might not come to you as naturally as people that have been doing it for a long time or, or on a more a consistent basis. So mm-hmm. I think that's really, really, really good to note. So I would, and in that, if that's the case, I would put it out there that like, that's vulnerability. Just mm-hmm. be like, I don't think I'm really good at this, but like, I want to <laughs> go on this journey with you. Teach me. And if it gets awkward and weird, just call it out, own it, yeah, be like, oh, that got awkward it. and weird because I'm learning how to do this. Like, <laughs> what do you think would be a better way? At, what should I have said? Wait, can I take that back and rewrite it? Like, those kinds of things can be charming. Yeah, you know? it can be, um, yeah. totally. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the good thing about sexting is that, like, you have, <laughs> I mean, depending on the app you use, all of the history will be there. So you can kind of go back and scroll back to see, mm-hmm. okay, what worked and what point did it start dying or when did I fall off the bandwagon here? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. Did you want to include any other uh, tips and stuff like that? Or, like, do you, do you like, recommend any 
scripts and stuff. Like, personally, I don't like any scripts. I try to stay away from that. I just try to stay within mm-hmm. my own comfort zone. But, like, any other last-minute tips for those who want to so, get better at sexting? Well, I would, I would say I don't want to really offer any particular script. But I would mm-hmm. say it's it can be helpful to think about the types of conversations that are available. Right. And, like, what sort of categories of conversations that are good kinds of sexting conversations. And any given sexting exchange might be a bunch of different things. But, you know, I think of some of the, like, big categories that are good for fun, sexy conversation are talking about your past history, like Mm -hmm. talking about things that have happened individually to each person. You know, this one time I had sex in a cave or, you know, Mm -hmm. describing things in your individual past. Right. If you're two people that have a relationship with each other, reliving a shared history, revisiting. Do you remember that time in that hotel? And let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, And then that often really naturally leads to like projected future histories, right? Like what if we did this this way? What if we, and that can be, for you know, writing out a story of just what we're going to do in a hotel room, and then that can also lead to something even more complicated, like a role play or you know, take character, something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And then especially if it's early stage, uh, yes, no, maybe lists or something, some version of that. I think is also a great way to start a sexy conversation that turns lends into sexting. Like, what are you into? being the most basic question of that but what kinds of things are you into what Mm -hmm. have you tried have you ever done this would you want to try that what's Mm -hmm. you know and in fact it's like it doesn't sound sexy but when you are building an atmosphere of kind of you're trying to build a place that feels safe to have a conversation sometimes Mm -hmm. starting on the nose can actually be a great way in because it doesn't feel quite so vulnerable to talk about where are your limits, where are your boundaries, what's a hard pass for you. Like people don't feel as vulnerable when they're talking often about that versus what things they desire. And so it's, but it's a way to, you know, learn your partner, learn what's going to be good for them, what's going to be good today and in the future. Mm -hmm. And then that can sort of naturally be like, oh, well, if you don't like that, then you wouldn't like this. And Actually, and you're like, Ooh. so, you know, and then, okay, now let's, and all, and look, now we've turned around to talking about things that we like, and then that naturally leads into, like, what would it be like doing together, or what would it feel like together, or what if I did, th- what if you did right. that too? Yeah, so. yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. A lot of it is just setting setting it up setting the tone as you mentioned mm-hmm. it's um that that build up is so so important and so powerful that um it's really i, I wouldn't recommend skipping that at all <laughs> yeah. and and then the one thing i would say is that these these pacing this idea of pacing it's not just text it's whatever means of communication you have mm-hmm. you know so if you're sharing pictures if you're someone who really just likes to share pictures you don't need to start with the most explicit picture. You can start with a shot of a toenails or with a shot of an ankle or the shot of a wrist, you know, right. a picture of, you can start with pictures of other people. You know, Tumblr was great for this. Yeah. Like, here's a thing that I desire. Here's a picture that seems erotic and beautiful to me. And sometimes sharing images that aren't yourself 
for either person mm -hmm. feels a little safer. Like it feels yeah. a little bit more comfortable to yes. share a beautiful picture from the internet, but you're still sharing a thing that turns you on, a thing that gets you excited. You know, you're sharing a bit of your humanity, your pleasure, and then you can go from there to pictures of there or, we you know, go. Whatever. So uh, thinking about that, that pacing and the tension and the, and the giving it time to build mm -hmm. um, in, in every, in whatever means of communication. You're yeah, this is, this is all key. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. I want to leave some time to speak about your app, Amorous, as yeah. well. So why don't we take this time sure. to switch gears and talk about Amorous? I, I mean, thank you so much for sharing your story on how you got started. Obviously, mm -hmm. in the startup world, you're trying to fill up a, fill a void, um, and you notice that like there wasn't anything out there for either yeah. couples or or um, any kind of other relationships yeah. too. So, yeah, like tell us about the app. Like, it's a digital intimacy app. It's uh, a messaging yeah. app. Like, who is it for? Like, tell yeah, us so, all the details. I mean, I, uh, ultimately, I hope that Amorous can be for everyone. I mean, it, yes. <laughs> almost all of us are sexting. Uh, I actually did some surveys at the beginning of building out Amorous, and the oh. number that my surveys came to was just over 85%. So 85% yeah. of strangers on the internet that you ask in an anonymous survey will tell you that they sext. So basically, right. all of us <laughs> has a cell phone is probably sexting on Most likely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a thing that we all do and so eventually I would love it if you know we all can feel comfortable where everyone can be on here using this I when people ask me like what does ultimate success for Amorous look like right and I'm I'm a content producer so I think mm -hmm. I go to like content as an example but I think of you know in five years or in three years, I want to see whatever the HBO's newest, like, insecure kind of comedy. And you mm. see two people sitting in a bar, and one friend turns to the other and goes, oh, my God, can you believe he sent me this picture? What does he think? We're on Amorous together? <laughs> like, I, I want, that's what I want. I want it to be the kind of thing that everybody Who has on that? their phone. Yeah. And nobody feels bad about it. And this is just part of acknowledging that we are all sexy beings yes. out there exchanging pleasure with our preferred and selected partners. Um, Absolutely. But in the, in the, in the <laughs> meantime, uh, before that, I am really looking to connect, I, I would love to connect Amorous with people who are engaged with their sexuality, people mm -hmm. who have someone that they want to sex with. Um, so I should say that Amorous is an app for connected people who mm -hmm. can connect to eat like with each other in advance it is not an app to it doesn't have a marketplace right now there's no dating aspect to it mm -hmm. you can't go and sort of find a sexting partner on amaranth gotcha. you can have a person that you want to, to connect with and you can send them a link but right i really built it you know coming out of a lot of year dating and in los angeles and, mm -hmm. and dating and being ethically non-monogamous in a very populated area. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of the issues that came up there are I tried to incorporate in the app. So what does that okay. mean? It means that you don't have to have a cell phone number that you exchange with someone, right? You don't have right. to text somebody in order to bring them into Amorith. Um, kind Good. of like for WhatsApp, you have to have someone's cell phone number to connect on WhatsApp. Right. For Amorith, you send them an invite link. 
Okay. And so if you're on the app, you create a one-time only use link, mm -hmm. you send it to the person, they click it, it creates a chat between you. And so if you want to share that link via Reddit, a DM on Reddit, or you want to share that link via OnlyFans, or you want to share right. that link via an email, or you want to share, you know, there's lots of different ways you could send someone a link, but they okay. don't have to know your cell phone number. Oh, good, good, yeah. Um, and if you change... If you need to change phones that you're using, you can download Amorous and log in on the new phone and there and you can use it there. So it's perfect. It's sort of easy to transport and it's and it's a bit more private. Yeah. Um, everything's I should say everything's private, everything's encrypted. Great. Um, we built it to have what I call revocable consent, which okay. means anything that you send mm -hmm. in the app, whether that's a text message or a picture you can always take back. Oh, amazing. So if you decide in the future that you're like, I, you know what, we were having a sexy chat and that was a role play and I loved it except for like that last bit kind of went a bit too far mm -hmm. and or we were, you know, we were talking about fantasies and I was like, maybe I'm open but then you're like, uh, it's not second thought, I kind of want to walk that back. You yeah. can just go and delete those text messages cool. and they will delete automatically on both sides. Oh, and the that's same awesome. Thing with pictures automatically on both sides. Um, oh, and in wow. fact, the same thing with the entire relationship. So if at Good. any point in the future you decide that I don't want to be connected to the person anymore, I want to delete this relationship, it will delete for you and for the other person automatically. I love that. So, I'm so glad yeah, you have so that. So I really wanted to build in this idea that just like insects, consent is active. It is ongoing. It is constantly revocable and changeable. You know, you can say yes to a thing today and decide tomorrow that you don't want, you no longer wish to be a yes. Mm -hmm. And that that should be incorporated into all of our modes of doing sex, including sexual communication. So, wow. yeah, Amazing. so we built, we, I, I feel like it's, you know, we tried to build a bunch of privacy and security and safety features mm -hmm. as well as build a bunch of games and tools yeah. to uplift the conversation both of them thinking but just thinking really hard about and owning that this is about sexuality i think you know right. the majority of sexting is happening on everybody's general messaging app it's happening on mm -hmm. sms text or yes. whatsapp or wechat or signal or telegram all of those or you know <laughs> and and they're all, you know, they all have their benefits, um, mm -hmm. but on all of them, they call themselves a general messaging app in part because they do not wish to take responsibility for the, the sexual nature of some of the trend, of some of the conversations on their site. Right. They want to be able to say, no, 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 we didn't know. Yeah. Didn't think that you were using it for that. Whereas... I really take the opposite approach. I think I really want to own that I know what this is for. This is for the That's pursuit awesome. of pleasure in yes. consenting adults. But so let's build with that knowledge in mind. Um, That's great. And then the other, thing I, the other thing I say is that, you know, on any other messaging platform, the real limiting factor is you, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And this was my problem in the pandemic was that I was like, I am, you know, I can sex with somebody on WhatsApp, mm -hmm. but the thing that, like, I'm just not feeling like I'm bringing all of, like, my best self to the table right now, or my <laughs> most creative self, like, I could use help. Yeah. And that's the thing that's misses, missing on a, on a general messaging platform, is that 
activity aid is that you know ability mm-hmm. to like make you better at an activity of sexting right and so that's where all of our games come in we also have um Cool. emojis that are sort of we have you know you can Fun. if you get a text message you can do an emoji response to it and we have a set that's sort of designed to help sexting conversations right so mm-hmm. if you're going to double click on a on someone's text message and drop an emoji on it yeah you're going to have like a fire eyes that's like a hell yes but then we've also got a yield sign because sometimes when you're in a sexting conversation there's this great rhythm and you're really excited and you really want to stay in it. And then someone says something and you're like, Oh, I don't want that. But I don't uh, want to get into why that's kind of triggering. I yeah. just want you to like walk back three steps and like turn to the left and try something new. <laughs> and so putting a little yield sign on something is a really easy way to shortcut. what yeah. can be really difficult stumbling blocks in a conversation. A little yield sign is like, mm. That's not working. Try something else. But it's not like, hey, everything needs to stop because we need to get into how you, you know? Yeah. Because that that can really abruptly shift the the rhythm of the conversation. Or kill it. Yeah, exactly. How do we, how do we keep, so these are, these are some of, I'm just sort of telling you lots of different little like features and benefits, but these are some of the things that we've incorporated into Amorous to try and make it a space that really makes it better uh for sexting and then the last thing i will say is actually and this is a feedback i've gotten from a few of our users already Mm -hmm. is that the fact that it's siloed means that you actually get the anticipation in a way that you don't sometimes in other platforms like it's really sexting with someone actively like if you know that what you're doing with them right now is sexting then of course if you see another message you're like "Ooh, that's sexy but if you're sexting with a partner that you talk to about other things as well, sometimes it's hard to know when it's the sexy thing. Maybe that's just a message about how I should remember to crash out. Right, um, right. Versus when you're, you know, when you're using Amorous, everybody who's using it gets this wonderful like spine shiver every time because if the message Amorous, that's the note if like, ooh, you've got a little, you know, that little red dot one or the two that says you've got new messages in the app, fun. you know that that's sexiness waiting for you. Oh. And then so you can have fun even before you read it. That's great. Oh, my gosh. Well, this sounds all, like, super exciting. I, I've just downloaded the app. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I and I can't it. wait to take a look around, I, too, because, like, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it. I don't want you to reveal everything on the app. I want listeners to go to the app and check it out for themselves and see if it jives with them and, or it resonates with them and, and have some fun with it. So I love that. And the thing that I will say also just sort of for because for, I want everybody to download and use, um, but Amorous is designed to be a partnered app. It's designed to be for connection with someone. Yes. So it doesn't have a find you know, find an anonymous sexter. Um, But it also, it really unlocks with another person. So I just want to warn people that, you know, when you join the app on your own, you'll Mm. automatically get a first chat, which which is with our bot, Amy, Amy, who's everybody's (laughs) friend. Um, And she'll sort of give you some tips and tricks over the time. And we, we send out some... You know, every so often we send out, like, cool tips for sexting via Amy. Fun! Um, But using the games... Since the games are about discovering who you are and like and uncovering shared fantasies and things like that, mm-hmm. we wanted the games to be really specific to the relationships. Right. So you cool. need to invite a partner and connect with them, and then all the games are unlocked because when you're 
choosing your fantasies, you're saying yes and no to fantasies with that person, right? There right. may be, I might have three different friends that I'm, or three different flames, we like to call them flames, three different <laughs> flames that I'm talking to on Amorous, and for two of them, bondage is exciting, and for one of them, it's off the table, or right. the reverse, you know? And so all cool. the games are all direct in the relationship with the other person so that those game results are specific to what you want to do with that person. You know that this is, I'm choosing this for this relationship. So personalized. I love that. That's such a great feature. I can't wait. I'm going to have to do some homework after this and invite my partner to come play with me. So I love that. I want all of the people to go play on Amaranth. Absolutely. encourage people. Download. Um, Oh, since we're audio, I will specify it is A-M-O-R-U-S. It is a slightly different spelling than the way the dictionary does it. A-M-O-R-U-S. But you can find us in the App Store and Google Play just by searching for that. Don't worry. We've, we're going to plug in all the links in the show notes if people haven't clicked there already. Well, I mean, listening this far, I hope people have already downloaded it by now. So, <laughs> But um, I think it's time. Elizabeth, I know you have to go pretty soon. Mm-hmm. If you want to go into some Q&A quickly. Sure. Yeah, let's have do it. <laughs> okay, so the first one is, what are some common mistakes people need to avoid when sexting with a new client? So I would say the, the first thing I would say, and, and I will preface this by saying that I don't sext with uh, sex work. Mm-hmm. And so I have not done this commercially. I have not done this with a client specifically, mm-hmm. but I've made a lot of mistakes in sexting with new people and okay. new strangers. Yes. Um, and I would say the first thing is moving too quickly or yeah. making assumptions. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think getting like when you have a new person, everyone, one of the things I adore about sexuality is how different we all are mm-hmm. and how interesting we all are. Yes. I think, um, there is just, you know, the, the diversity of pleasure and turn-ons is as broad as the diversity of humanity. Oh yeah. I think that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But, well, what I think that means is you cannot assume that you know what someone's going to like. Um, no. I think if you are a sex worker and you have a very specific clientele, you have a very specific brand that you're putting out in the world, mm-hmm. you can probably assume that people want that mm-hmm. if they're coming to you. Yes. But I think even within that, there is a lot of difference around how do they want that? Do they, you know, mm-hmm. how, do they want... If they, they may want your look, but do, but what is the feel? What is the atmosphere? What's the tone that they're looking for? Right. Um, you may not know that yet, you know, especially if it's been sort of more of a them, if this is someone for whom previously they've just consumed your content, you know, Mm -hmm. this is the first interaction with them directly, let's say slow walk it a little bit. Yeah. Take your time. Ask a lot of questions. You know, don't assume, okay, you're going to just want me to see this picture because everybody wants to see this picture. Right. What What would you like? What are you looking for? These are great questions. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so important because, like, you can't just assume it's, like, a one-size-fits-all kind of situation. It usually isn't. So mm-hmm. <laughs> great response there. Um, what is your favorite type of fantasy to role play out, if you want to share? Ooh. <laughs> 
That's a good one. Yeah, that's a great um, question. Thanks, listener. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I actually, hmm, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to think about this yeah. for, for longer. When I, when I think about just, you know, the, the fantasies that I, the, the fantasy or fantasies that I come back to mm-hmm. a lot, I would say the most common one is either, you know, some sort of, some variation on like strangers in a hotel or like a hotel oh. book. Um, yes, I or, love that. Like going away to like a cabin in the woods with a hot tub. Yes. Um, but I think that, you know, those are partly because pretty much everybody can find fun there. And so uh, they're like also my go to know that like no matter who I'm talking to, no matter what the rhythm, so you know, with a with a cabin and a big you know, in a big getaway bed that's not your normal life or a big yeah. hotel room bed. Like that's always fun. And mm-hmm. you can find a lot of shared fantasy and shared fun in that. Yeah. Um, but then in the specifics of that, is that, you know, is that a fast encounter? Is that an anonymous encounter? Is that a super slow and seductive encounter? Right. Is there a roaring fire and then, you know, a tea lodge or is it like a tiki hut on a beach staring out of the Caribbean? All of those are details that are different every time. Totally. Totally. I love all of those scenarios, by the way. <laughs> I love that. Well, I'm, I'm a huge fan. And I guess this is another tip or trick I should have offered. But just yeah. think about your senses. Think about your words. Think mm-hmm. about like drawing pictures for yeah. people with your images or with your words when you're sexting. You know, it's, um, in the movie business, we talk a lot about how specificity mm-hmm. is in some ways is the most emotionally universal that like you know being trying to be universal trying to say something that everyone will like it usually ends up being bland and nobody you know and, and just sort of banal because it doesn't mean anything it's in the specifics it's in like a very specific story about i don't know a young girl in the bronx trying to become a, a, a boxer that like mm. we learn big universal lesson about triumph and about not quitting and about keeping, you know, but mm-hmm. it, but the story itself is like a very specific person and time and place. Right. And so specificity is really powerful in storytelling. Yes. You know, what does that shiver in your spine feel like? What smell, you know, makes you just, oh, like it totally turns you on. It's smell of apple pie or smell yeah. of gasoline or it's the smell of cut grass or new paint or it could be weird. It could be interesting, but that specificity in your conversation makes people really feel like they're there and makes it a lot more. Yeah, that's such a great tip. Yeah, really, really tapping into your senses there because like I think I think people get hesitant or are kind of scared about sexting sometimes because like one, you got to think on the balls of your feet and also two, mm-hmm. I think people have this misconception that you have to be like an erotic author to to sex Mm -hmm. which which isn't the point as you said just like Mm -hmm. describing scenarios just describing and just being human yeah it's so powerful to just be human with another you know to feel like you are sharing an authentic experience with a real other person absolutely powerful Cool. We have um, one and a half more questions. I say half because I have a half question that I didn't get to ask earlier. But the last question from a listener is, how do you deal with requests that you're uncomfortable with or have never tried? 
So I think that uh, when it's uncomfortable with, mm-hmm. I think that that's a, a space to be establishing boundaries. Yes. Um, and I think that um, figuring out, you know, and there is a lot of ways that you can communicate where that boundary is, but mm-hmm. but communicating that, you know, that's that's not something I do. That's mm-hmm. not something I would like to talk about. Uh, that's not something that's part of my repertoire. Uh, that's not a service that I offer. Um, you know, that doesn't that doesn't feel right. Uh, that doesn't feel that doesn't feel appropriate to me. That doesn't feel mm-hmm. like that reflects where I am right now. Right. Um, but but I think it's really important to establish boundaries um, and to and you know and. Where they talk about, you know, in in conversations between couples, sometimes keeping it personal. Um, So it's not a, I don't like you or I don't like what you said, but just that doesn't make me feel comfortable or Mm -hmm. that makes me, that that makes me uncomfortable. That makes me, um, that doesn't feel exciting to me. That doesn't, that doesn't get me excited. That doesn't get me passionate. That doesn't get me aroused. You know, uh, that doesn't turn me on. Um. I think in sexting with a, whether a client, a partner, anyone, nobody, or mm-hmm. I shouldn't say nobody, you know, <laughs> it's, but most people aren't interested in a one person experience. Yes. Like they don't want to be doing this if it's not exciting to the other person. Of course. Even if it's a commercial experience, they want to feel like it's exciting to you. Mm-hmm. So if you are saying, hey, this isn't exciting to me. That's kind of a boner killer, actually. Yeah. Um, then the other person is likely to say, "Oh, well, okay," you know. And then the other the other thing to think about is: is there a way to communicate that as a no, but you know, kind of like mm-hmm. a yes and? I yeah. don't like that, but what about this? Mm-hmm. You know, I'd love to talk about this. Um, that that doesn't feel good to me. But a, but a different version of that or some or this other thing that incorporates maybe one of those elements I am comfortable with that you want into a different scene, into a different scenario, into a different context. This would be something I'd like to do with you. This is something right. make me excited. This is something that would be delicious. Yeah. You know, giving somebody a, not just a no, but a direction to turn to find a yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really great points there. I'm so, so glad you brought that up. Thank you for that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I'll try to squeeze in my personal question here. I know we have, we're running short on time, so I'll quickly go through it. But yeah. in terms of like sex tech and like sex startups, because I've worked with startups before in where mm-hmm. I am here in Vancouver, um, but how is it being a woman founder in like a predominantly male-dominated uh, space um, with a product in an industry that is so stigmatized and how do you get past these barriers? So it's interesting. I, uh, there's, I actually don't feel that I think that there's, there's in the wider world of sex tech, there are a lot of men, but I think there's this wonderful group of women in sex tech. There's this rising core class. And I think of, you know, there's the, there's a women, few years ahead of me who are significantly even more successful um, that, that have products that are on the market. That's everything from, you know, this whole new class company, a world of, of people making new vibrators really oriented mm-hmm. around sexual wellness and women. And so yes. those are women-led companies like Lioness, 
like unbound, like or non-binary, like um, there's a great shop called Envy. Um, okay. th- there's yeah, uh, say Maud. Um, there's a few of them. There's and then there's also like really cool tech that's female driven. So yeah. Barley and Dipsy and Coral and Blue Heart, a lot of this sort of up and coming sexual discovery and kind of apps for learning about your own pleasure yeah. and learning yourself. A lot of those are actually being are female driven companies. Amazing. And so I actually feel like I'm part of a really cool cohort. Yeah, um, for sure. I'm really happy to be kind of following in the footsteps of of really exciting, powerful, smart, educated lady, uh, women, um, women and women identifying sort of femmes who have, mm-hmm. have done a lot of work. But it's also, uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. I mean, I think within the worlds of sex tech, it's a pretty small world and everyone's yeah. really supportive because we're all right. fighting the good fight. Yes. Uh, in the wider world, it is interesting to see i think one of the things i have learned is uh you don't know nothing so <laughs> i will and, and what i mean i i will pitch and I, I will be talking to somebody about my app and i can have five people and i'll be like okay from these five people these two are the ones who are going to be supportive and those three right. are going to like think this is weird and then it'll be the total reverse right yeah like, sexuality is the thing we just don't talk about yeah. so we just don't know what people think about it and so totally. I've, I've had these meetings where i'm like oh yeah this is some you know old white guy who's yes. not going to understand at all. Yes. And then he starts talking and I'm like, oh man, you are dropping terms and I am aware of your, you know, oh, <laughs> you are someone who plays in a lot of spaces. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> That's so fun. So revealing. So, yeah. yeah. So, so it's fascinating. I mean, um, we, it, it's always interesting too because you're the person who shows up and is comfortable talking about this. Mm-hmm. I mean, as, as I'm sure all of your listeners are. <laughs> and, uh, and sometimes just being that person, you know, sometimes people get really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people get way too comfortable. Yeah, you, know, you get had, that too. You know, the experience <laughs> of realizing, oh, I'm the first person in five years who's been comfortable talking about sex around you. And so then <laughs> there's this like dam inside this person with all pent up things and it just has to kind of come out on you and you're like I was telling you about my tech app and now I'm getting a whole lot of your sexual history Oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> that totally happens a lot. <laughs> I'm the first person you've ever had to share this with, so you're sharing whatever happens. Okay. <laughs> we all have an oversharer in our community, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. but, it's, but it's fun. I mean, so far it is. Uh, it has been a really amazing journey. Oh, well, this is so exciting and so exciting. And like, thank you so much for for coming on to share your journey with us. And congratulations on the launch. I I really hope some people go ahead and download it and play with it and use it with their partners or their clients. (laughs) And I would just love to put out there that, um, you know, we are in the process of starting a partner program I would you know we're thinking about how would we build that how would we you know optimize amorous for mm-hmm. someone to use with a lot of clients as mm-hmm. opposed to use just with you know one or two or three personal connections mm-hmm. and so if there's anyone who this tries out amorous who really loves it uh, and wants to use that, you know, use it with clients, I would love you to reach out. I'd love to hear feedback because we would really love to find ways to create a first cohort of a partner program and how can we optimize and how can, 
you know, we're, we're a very baby act, so we're just mm-hmm. new and learning how to fix things and upgrade and add features. And so, I, yeah, I'd love to talk to anyone who wants to use this for clients, um, offer for this sure. as a way to connect with, you know, VIPs or something like that. Yeah. And I'd love to, to chat about what you need and how you're... Yeah, so you can reach out to me, uh, Elizabeth Dell. You can, uh, on Twitter, uh, you can also... Honestly, inside the app, just send a message to Amy, the bot, and uh, that's our support system, and and I will get that message eventually. Perfect. Yes. So whoever's listening, yeah, feel free to use this. It's a great opportunity. They're in beta mode right now, so go ahead and give it a try. Play around with it. Have some fun. And Elizabeth, before I let you go, besides your Twitter, (laughs) was there anywhere else that you would like to promote or where else can we find you or get in touch? Yeah. So the website for Amorous is amorous.net. Mm-hmm. So I'll just A-M-O-R-U-S dot net. Okay. And then all of our socials are at Amorous app. So just Perfect. the Amorous with A-P-P added to the end. Amorous awesome. app is us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, all of the places. So if you want to follow, if you want to uh, ever you want to tweet at us or, or DM, uh, those are available. So yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. And all of those links are going to be available in the show notes if you haven't checked it out already. And don't forget, it's new episodes every single Sunday. It is stripped by Sia on Twitter, as well as my uh, Instagram. It's also stripped by Sia or my personal, which is Sia Steph. And we'll catch everyone in for a new episode next Sunday. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute joy to be here. Likewise. Thank you. Bye. Listening to Strip by Sia, hosted, produced, and edited by Steph Sia, artwork by Maria Bellinzarama, music by Ted D, and photography by Ian Davern. Uh, uh, uh.